Okay, welcome to the fourth episode of Eat Your Cereal Anywhere. So today we have one old guest, as in not old in terms of age, <laughs> but returning guest, uh, Hanipa. Hello. And one newer guest. So, uh, what's your name again? Butter or uh, French butter? I just call you butter. Okay, so for me, I've changed my name to Kiki because Kellogg's is actually a brand. So the first topic we talk about is mainly about um, something very random. Uh, I've read recently or heard recently that the time you take to go to the toilet to pass motion is no longer than 90 seconds. Do you believe it? Yep, actually, we just go in and let go and that's it. Lah. Yeah. But on average, I would say, from my experience, people spend more than 90 seconds, which is one half a minute in the toilet, especially when they pass motion. So, why do you think it's like that? Not fibrous enough. <laughs> No, five minutes now. I, was, I don't know. Do you spend longer than one minute in the toilet when you pass motion? Like more than two minutes, lah. One half minute. <laughs> it's a lot of thinking. Yeah, like who no, I don't. Yeah, I just go in when the time comes, lah. <laughs> I think when you in, do you time how long you take? No, of course go? not. Who <laughs> does that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's then there was research done on it, so probably some people have really. But that's usually in a controlled environment, so yeah. Okay, so I think this is something that we can try. Now? In the future, no, not now. <laughs> the future. So something you can take note that when you go to the toilet, and you should be done in less than two minutes, and because it's an average of the time you need to pass motion. Yeah. So if you take longer than five minutes, usually something is not right. So in order, so that probably I also remember there's one time I went to went to the toilet in a public area, and then uh, you know um, you know me since we usually we have Hanipa here and usually we talk to her about business related stuff. Uh, one of the things that we always talk about is like the time you need to do your business as in in the toilet and also maybe talk about your business. Mm-hmm. So I was in the toilet next to another cubicle. So this guy is actually talking to on the phone. I believe he's related to business because he's like proposing something. But at the same time, he's also having, you know, when he speaks, he's like a little moaning. Like, so he's like, doing double business. Yes. So uh, it was very weird for me at the side because he's like, Talking with a lot of emotions Then suddenly go like Ah oh, That kind of thing So y- Yeah So if you were In the position of the, the Let's say the client On the phone And Someone's proposing you With a lot of emotions Right Would you think The business go through No <laughs> <laughs> That's weird <laughs> it, it was weird on the Beside him in the toilet But I think I don't know Maybe on the phone You can't hear much of the emotion I don't know I'm not sure Depends like, on how good like, the uh, phone is I, I think this is like It's gonna be like Oh uh, Like that <laughs> I'm trying my best To imitate him Without embarrassing myself Because <laughs> it sounds wrong When I'm beside him Because he, he was It feels as if he's talking And also having orgasm At the same time <laughs> In a way So In, in that Just very probably To share about that topic lah. Do you have any Same kind of Interactions In the toilet before I mean I have not been to a girl's toilet, just saying. <laughs> because usually... Thank for, God. <laughs> for, for, yeah, I mean, I also see a lot of things in, happen in the guy's toilet. And I mean, do you have any like strange contour in the toilet so far? No, that I know of. I know of. I, I do, I do. Uh, I think in the ladies' toilet is quite common actually for, for girls to talk across cubicles. Okay. We talk to each other in cubicles. Yeah, so no, I guess that's where the f- more than two and a half minute comes about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so how's the topic usually? Is there any interesting topic that you've heard in the uh, toilet? 
I think the most interesting topic I've heard about is in re- relation to relationships actually. So it's like oh, uh, this I think I want to dump this guy uh, but I don't know lah. What you think ah? Uh? So they actually talk about this kind of thing so the cubicle. It's like we're giving a dump thinking about dumping a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this was more of a secondary school kind of thing, right? No, no, it happens in public toilets. Oh really? Yeah, especially especially in areas where there's a lot of youngsters. So like Orchard, if you go to Scape, if you go to uh, Cathay, you're bound to hear this th- kind of things. It like. makes the girls' toilet more interesting to enter. So you want to enter? <laughs> no, no, no. It'll be a, I'll be the topic between the cubicles. Uh, no, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, okay, for guys, I always say that um, usually this is something I notice. Mm. I mean, sorry to say that I usually notice most of the time that guys would like to spit when they pee. I mean, do you notice that? I mean, I can't speak for the girls because I don't, I wasn't ever in a girl's toilet as I, by accident. <laughs> I think those are the uncles type of people. I, I think youngsters also do that. Uh. Really? Yeah, yeah. By talk, what do you mean? Huh? What What do you mean by talking when they are peeing? No, no. They speed. Oh, speed. So after they, they pee, they will go like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens next? La. No, it's an uncle thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can... <laughs> next time you go to the toilet, probably we can be much more aware of people speeding. You will see it's actually quite common. Is it because they are like setting territory boundaries? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's a guy's thing but we don't understand so. I don't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, maybe I, I mean I would prefer to be in a toilet full of conversations it's more interesting for us to stay in the toilet <laughs> any any interesting conversation other than relationship that you, you think that you can bring it up today for honey, honey uh, I think oh, if there, if there is in a shopping mall public toilet right okay. sometimes you can hear um, the employees of a certain company bitching about their bosses yeah, it's quite common actually. <laughs> uh, I can see that from Butterface, he's like amazed that this is actually <laughs> a topic to today. <laughs> I mean, we, we go to other guys, just do business and... Yeah, it's a simple thing. <laughs> In and out, you know? Now do you understand why the girl's queue is always long? <laughs> I'm also learning something new today because I didn't expect that also. I mean, this is the first time I heard about compositions. It makes it more interesting. I mean, who listens to podcasts when you can go to the toilet and just listen while doing your business? So is this what this podcast is going to? <laughs> no. <laughs> a, but we a, wouldn't know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the future, we can have podcasts in the toilet. Between cubicles. So, so in the ambient noise, they'll be flushing <laughs> and whatever, whatever uh, noises that you're hearing just now, right? Um, well, it, it creates a little bit of um, interesting vibe to, mm. to it. Uh. <laughs> as long as the smell doesn't follow. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the most important part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the topic today. Because based on our feedback we have from our listeners, right? Um, I think a lot of people can relate a lot to what Hanipa has said about related to the last time you said about business, mm. about how you want, if let's say you want to set up into going to doing a self-employed and not. So today, to be honest with you, I do not really have any much topic other than the toilet talk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So also, uh, one of the things maybe we can talk about relationships between at work uh, with people and all that. What do you think is the like, best thing that, in a way to help people work well in at work? <laughs> okay, I think uh, let me just share based on what, what we practice okay. in, in our, okay. our company. Every single new hire that comes onto the team, we will actually do a personality test. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more innate uh, than a type test that splits you based on um, what you are currently. So, okay. I, I mean, if you compare it to maybe the ISC profiling, the ISC is more like what you are now, but Enneagram is based on what you are born with. So when we have this um, analysis 
basically not analysis lah. When we we do this report with our new hires, we have a better understanding of how they behave, what makes them tick, and what you know pisses them off or what annoys them. So we know how to communicate with them, and that's important in a workplace. You need to know how to communicate with the people that you're working with, lah. So does it help so far on your side? Yeah, like, it does. It does. So like um, previously, our um, our employee um, when we got to know her and uh, what she was actually uh, typed as, what was her profile, uh, we learned to speak to her in her language, what she can relate with. So um, she's a helper uh, and a helper tends to uh, feel very weak or feel very soft-hearted when you say, can you help me? So we say that instead of, can you do this? But this is more like a confession rather than a, <laughs> <laughs> rather than a, a, a technique. Okay, but 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 it helps because it helps, yeah, yeah, you know how to motivate or how to mm. reprimand your employee. Because mm. mm. sometimes, I mean, the olden ways is like, I mean, as we when we were kids, also like, okay, you do wrong only cannot rotan. But that then nowadays yeah. is like, oh, cannot rotan, you must talk nicely. Mm. But yeah, rotan cannot, is actually cane lah. Yeah, correct. But <laughs> nowadays, you cannot you cannot uh, put a one size fit all kind of thing. Like, okay, okay some people you cannot talk nicely one. You don't need to rotan them. But some people, if you rotan them, then they'll break down so much that it becomes a mental issue for them. Mm-hmm. So you need to find ways on how best you can motivate and at the same time, uh, the carrot and stick thing lah. But do, do you yeah. think that like the old ways <coughs> are like, in a way now we are trying to look into how we can motivate the employees better mm. and all that, right? Uh, but in our time, we don't have these ways of doing it. And you just, you want to do, you just do. If you don't do, then probably you'll be kicked out. Mm. So... Are we putting too much effort in employee nowadays, or is it really something very helpful? What was the the objective of doing doing what you mentioned? Mm. Uh, is to build a good culture and environment for everyone that comes into the company, lah. Uh, at the end of the day, even like like what just now we were talking about vulnerability, right? Mm. As an employer, I might have my own vulnerabilities as well, and when we all speak one language, which is based on that type test, right? Then. Everyone can understand that. Like, well, you're behaving this way because that is actually your innate nature. So I'm trying to understand you better. And when I speak to you, I'll speak to you in this manner. You know, there are certain type of people that, uh, if we speak to, we must actually give facts. We must lay out all the facts, and that's okay. This is the fact. Now you do, rather than okay. Can you do this? It's a completely different way of talking to people. It makes oh. them feel related. It's like another whole idea of working with people so you, you need to understand them first before you can engage them yeah, yeah i mean in a way you can also look at how employees are being incentivized now i mean last time it's all about the money it's about the salary like okay you give them increment then they'll be happy but you know nowadays it's not just about the increments like you can give them a let's say ten thousand dollars salary so but some people may not even want that job so that's why like for example like you see a lot of companies nowadays like they build big offices like google amazon all these tech companies then they give them like the rest area, the play area kind of thing. So it's a holi- more of a holistic kind of thing. I think it's a trap, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you can see how, how, how different it has become. Okay. So technically, if you talk about that, how about the old school, old school companies that actually do things in the traditional manner? Are they going to be left out or is, is that this going to give an edge compared to the old school methods of running a business uh, in the past? I think it depends on industries. There are certain industries, for example, construction, engineering, that you must follow the traditional way because you're not dealing with people who are just local. You're dealing with people who are from everywhere. And uh, being traditional helps to maintain that order because they are familiar with that tradition. But if you change too much, then they don't know what to do. 
Okay, <laughs> like you're talking about SMEs are very small. So let's say you have uh, one or two types that mm. you can you can work with. Uh. Mm-hmm. Let's say your company grows to like maybe 30, 40 people and all of them have somehow a combination of different, different types. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be very taxing to follow like how to talk to this person and how to talk to that person? Like you're having a manual how to work with your employee. I mean, bigger companies probably can't follow because, mm-hmm. because of that. But do you think that this is something that you can maintain until a certain amount or a certain size? But in a way, that's where middle management comes in. Yeah, so that's where you break your employees more down into groups, smaller groups kind of thing. So it may not be like uh, you die-die need to follow each person's type of personality kind of thing. But when you know it, you know how to talk to that person one-to-one, it's easier for you to relate to them kind of thing. Okay, so I think this is now the difference between the past and now. Mm. Uh, last time it used to be a very directional method of uh, instruction. And now you see a lot of uh, more like collaboration way of working. Mm. So I think it's, I think the people at this current generation are, I would say, quite lucky. Or oh, you can say soft also. I mean, that's another... You're already fighting between genders. Now you want to fight it between generations. <laughs> It's going to be got past a lot of trouble with you one podcast. You got him adjusted already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think I think in, in terms of that, it's actually quite interesting that um, that's one of the things. I think my, many companies are also trying to understand personalities and I think in that could be more personalized in terms of working. And I think the advantage can see very clearly that uh, you, instead of one size fits all, you can see that everybody is uh, being treated in a way that they want to. Yeah. Um, is there any way that these things be manipulated or could be abused in a in a way? Yeah, definitely. Um, like if you know what the test is, of course you you would actually find ways to um cheat the system. Um, but uh, at least for us, uh, we found that this is actually quite tedious to cheat because there's hundred and fifty questions. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually quite interested to to try out the, the test myself and wonder like what I'll I'll be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. That for another time because 150 tests uh, questions would take more than the time <laughs> I finish this podcast. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is a very good way to increase. So, okay, just maybe one last thing we touched about because I think we, we talked about quite a few things. Um, since we are talking about the companies of handling from employer to employee, right? How about we turn the table around and see like what do employees look out for employees? Is there any way to do a test type to, to the employers? And I mean, you, you toilet talk is a lot about how <laughs> they hate their bosses. Yes. And then, is there any way that you can judge bosses before you join the workforce? I think for bigger companies, it's easier because you really know in the news how they are run for their culture or that. But that's for the overall. You still cannot know how your immediate superior is going to be like. So that's why it's hard to judge before you enter the company. Is there a way to do like a personality test with the employer, as in whoever your superior is, mm. without them knowing that they are being tested? Actually, I did that. Okay. But, but it's... I don't want to say... <laughs> it's safe, I say okay. <laughs> it's just to uh, ask them questions and how they answer is the one that will determine whether or not they are a good boss. Whether they are a kind-hearted boss, which is a very important characteristic. Is there any way that you can give example for that? Okay, for example, um, at my interview, uh, I was lucky enough, of course, to be interviewed by my direct superior and uh, the CEO. Uh, sorry, the COO himself. So... Uh, I actually asked the CEO, um, so I actually have booked a holiday already. So what are your thoughts on that? Can I go ahead with it? Then he said, 
sure, go ahead. It's okay. Um, it's okay. It's up to you whether you want to have no pay leave or you want to take it up of uh, at your leave as in advance. So from there, I already knew that he was actually quite flexible. Then I okay. addressed another question to my direct superior. <laughs> so okay. to my direct superior, I asked, um, let's just be honest. How's the culture here? Okay, that's a yeah. very rare question. Uh, yeah. I've done a few interviews and not many people ask you about mm. cultures. Yeah. yeah. So how's the answer? He said, uh, the culture here is um, it's a very flat hierarchy and everyone treats everyone equally. So if you have any suggestions, you don't have to be afraid. You can just say it out. Maybe for, for let's say, new new people joining the industry, mm. like they probably would like, so I asked that question, eh? so what does it mean? Mm. So let's say that what you mentioned is probably one of the scenarios that could be answered. Yeah. Mm. So what if the boss say like, uh, no, and and then you were like, in your mind, like, so does it mean that he's not flexible or is there any concern that he has that you didn't ask or something like that? I would follow up if the, if the uh, interviewer actually said, oh, no, there's oh, no meaning, there's no culture, I would actually follow up. Okay. Yeah, because that is an indication as to whether they are rigid, whether they are they have a more structured um system that you have to follow die die, or or that you can actually uh make some flexibility. I think depending on the individuals, especially mm. those who are listening, perhaps you are millennials. I'm hoping so. So if you are millennials and you are you are looking for a job that you can uh be in for a long time, like passion, um then these are very important questions. I think. One thing I know about millennials is that they don't like to be called millennials. <laughs> <laughs> that's, one, that's one. Uh, and then the second one, yeah. So probably the, your message that you can come across that the only time you can judge how well or superior is, and you're lucky enough to be interviewed by your in- direct superior, direct superior, right? Is during the interview itself. That's like your golden chance. Yeah. If you miss that, technically there's uh, no second chance, lah. If you get, get if you get called back for a second interview, then you can ask again. Okay, <laughs> can can. So, but but let's say um, during interviews, right? Let's say you are interviewed by a panel of, of people. Mm. Um, I think we talked about this in one of our previous interview. How to know whether that job is good or so? Is it through the first interview? Uh, what are the questions that you should ask the panel judges or your direct peer? I think uh, first interview, of course, you can ask um, in relations to whether they are comfortable with you if you've already made some plans. Um, and um, you can hold the culture question until you get your second interview. Yeah, but mm. of course, second interview is where you actually detail out how much you're going to get paid. I think that's important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's, that's very important. Because like, I think most of the time when you do interviews, right, I realize that when you ask, is there any questions you have, most of the time we just say no. Mm. So it could be usually just a one way of, let's say the employer were telling the employee, like, this is the standard that you want them to meet and all that. But there's no two way. And I think that's a, that's a very bad start i mean it also depends on whether you are it's your first job or you're already an experienced person and going for mid-career change kind of thing so if mm. you have a mid-career change i think you really know what you expect out of the job yeah, or yeah. what you want to expect out of the culture or whatever but if you're someone who is like first job kind of thing you also don't know what to ask right? <laughs> that's true that's true yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah but okay i think for this female has a very big advantage compared to males because if let's say you're a female and you realize that you want to apply for a job so the only next best place you can judge is to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you listen to what the employees yeah, are talking you probably, about. You probably sit there for maybe one hour, hour or two, read a book, and whoever comes to the toilet probably can give you a good idea how the culture is down there. <laughs> I think, guys, we don't have that luxury. Uh, the lift. The lift is another place, <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, the guys, the only thing you hear people spitting and probably they all guess me talking on the phone. That's all we can hear for guys. Yeah. So I think ladies should take this as a... 
can I say it's just like a indicator. Indicator. <laughs> yeah, I wish I can do that. No, I just like go to the toilet and learn more about. You still can if you're in the ladies' toilet in the cubicle. No one knows who you are. <laughs> I mean, as long as I don't get caught. But once you get caught, you have you can't explain yourself. Especially when you're applying for a job at that area and then the next day you're caught in the female toilet. I don't think you will ever be employed there anymore. Yeah. So but I think, I think men can hang out at the lifts. Leaf. Yeah, that's that's actually a great place also to listen. I don't know whether is it a problem to see the same guy in the lift all the time, <laughs> or or you see a, a guy in the female. I will just give it to the ladies, ah. If you if you really say about the toilet talks are really as important, I think that's the next best way to judge whether that working area is good or not. Mm. Yeah, that makes the life more interesting than ours, ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. why we uh, we spend a lot of time in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> you just need 90 seconds to do your business. The rest of it is really trying to expand your knowledge. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it makes us like living. The guys go toilet, I like, don't know for what. Uh. It's just like do business and just. We just, to be honest with you, most of the time when we go toilet, we don't even talk to each other. Yeah, we don't, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. it'd be weird if I say, hey, how are you? <laughs> but, but you'll be like, just like looking at each other like, I'm here to do business and you're like, no. I mean, for guys, I think the toilet thing is more of, I mean, for smokers, the smoke breaks, I guess. Nobody smoke the toilet nowadays. Do no, they? no, no, no. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the, <laughs> the toilet gossip, scenario, uh. the gossip. Mm-hmm. You'll be at the, doing the smoking point, smoke breaks kind of thing. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. So that's the equivalent-ish kind of thing, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll still prefer toilet or, or elevator. I don't mind taking a few elevators next time I'm, let's say, applying for a job. <laughs> so go up and down a few times. Yeah, uh, in, if that place has an elevator. Like, you know, some, sometimes SMEs, they don't. I mean, yeah. they, they are, I, I don't think there's stairs, but it's weird. Yeah, so you take stairs, no one will be talking in stairs anyway. Yeah, so, mm. can I borrow your toilet? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what do you think should be the valuable things that you should look at at workplaces nowadays? I think culture is important. Um... Maybe for myself as well, if I were to go back into the workplace, um, the location plays a part, like like what um, Butter has mentioned. Having a play area actually shows the culture. Uh, having the play area being used also shows the culture. But having a play area that is empty, you also see the culture. So <laughs> you, you can get the idea just by your first interview. So when you are stepping into your first interview, scan the whole office. Scan as much as you so can. So just look for a play area and say, okay. No, la. <laughs> no, not just about play area, but yeah. Like signs of it being a good culture. Okay. That's, yeah. a, that's a very smart way of, of doing things. Yeah. Unless they lock you up in a cubicle, you can't see anything outside and that's very different. Uh. Okay, probably we can talk about this in the next episode like about workplace and your first interview and how you judge. That could be another good topic to talk about next time. But for now, I think we will stop here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Okay, any good toilet now? Eh, 90 seconds for you. Go. <laughs>